right, and we're live. Welcome back to the Solid Ground Podcast. Uh, today, we have um, a very special guest. We have Preston on. Preston, uh, tell me about yourself. Hi, I'm Preston. Um, I'm a good friend of yours, I hope. Yes. And um, You can lean back. You know that, right? Uh, you can, I, you can I, relax. I get so tense in front of a microphone, I just don't. I don't know what to. I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, like when when uh, like girls, they'll take pictures and they're just like, "What do I do with my hands?" <laughs> it's like, "What do I do with these?" <laughs> it's like, you put them in your pocket. Yeah. And then guys just pose the same way every yeah. time for pictures. It's actually the same smile. Everything. <laughs> we practice it in the mirror. <laughs> your school pictures yeah. look entirely actually the same. The same as me as a twenty-five year old now. Oh my gosh. Um, so Preston is the youth pastor at West Salem Foursquare. That's the yep, yep. church I go to. Um, we're going to make sure not to cuss or anything on this podcast so he doesn't get fired. Yeah. Um, you don't usually <laughs> cuss, do you? don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, man, the reason I wanted to have you on is because I feel like you've got a great story, first of all, with um, how you came to know Christ and kind of uh where you were and then now where where you are hmm. and uh I was interested in hearing about that and I guess my first question is is like how were you first introduced to Christ how was I first introduced man I I um I grew up in the church man the uh I like to say that I was like the closest thing to being a pastor's kid without being a pastor's kid. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like, like born. And then the next week was just in church and haven't left since, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so super, super young age, but it was all, I, I think at that stage in life, of course, like, and then growing up even until high school, it was all very inherited, you know what I mean? Inherited yeah. faith. So like, um, it was just passed on and just kind of the thing that I chose, the thing that I did, because uh, it was what my parents had passed down to me. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Yeah. So. When do you feel like you actually made your faith your own? Or um, I feel like a lot of people, and maybe you didn't have this experience, but mm -hmm. I remember with when I was growing up, I kind of had a similar experience where I was always in the church, um, but there was a period in time, and it, for me it was sophomore year, where I really kind of took a second uh, look at Christianity and took a second look at uh, having faith in Christ and uh, almost like recommitted my life to Christ and really said, okay, no, this, this is my decision now. Did you yeah. ever have an experience like that? Yeah, for me, it was, um, for me, it was post high school, which I think like is a really, really sweet thing that we're seeing with, uh, with, um, I guess I'm technically Gen Z as well, but just kind of this like newer wave of students that are coming through um, high school right now. Yeah. Um, yo, we have so many like high schoolers, sophomores, juniors, seniors that are so on fire for the Lord right now that um, it's like historically, I look at some of my friends, their walk of faith, it really didn't actually happen for them until after high school like young adult age 18, 19, 20, when they came back around to it, made, made it their own, had fun. They were passionate about it. They, they didn't care what people thought about it. But like we're seeing some of our students now that are like 
16 years old and they, they have a real, you can tell a real relationship. They're passionate. They're on fire about it. Um, really, really sweet. Um, but for me, um, yeah, it was, it was post high school. There was about, um, two years in high school, my senior year. Um, I actually didn't go to a Sunday service in the morning at all that whole, whole year. And actually the year after, high school. Um, and then I hadn't gone to like a youth group, um, or anything really for like from the ages of 18 to 19. Like I I wasn't plugged in at all until, um, until, uh, my youth pastor at the time, um, and my friend had invited me back to to help actually serve in youth group and, and come. I actually came back around. Um, and then like, man, for me, it was just kind of, um, sort of a rock bottom. There's quite a few things that went on, a, a, a bad breakup, um, my living adjustment, uh, my living, um, placement had adjusted. Um, my mom got really sick, stuff like that. And I was just like, man, I just need to kind of go back to what I know. And that was a life with Jesus. But this was more of like a, um, almost like a desperation, just like, man, I, I need the Lord right now. And I don't really know exactly what that looks like, but over those next couple months, I really came to find out and it was, it was awesome. Um, my life really kind of exploded and it was, um, a ton of fun. Um, really, really passionate, really on fire for the Lord. And it was just like at one of my lowest moments of life too. So having that level of joy, excitement, um, while also my circumstances being out of whack was just like nothing but a testament of the, of the Lord. So, yeah, that's really cool, man. And it, one thing that I think is cool is like your story is unique, but it's also, um, the same story that a lot of people at this church have had, um, kind of on that, uh, youth group leadership team. Um, I've seen this, um, with, with you, but also with the person, uh, prior to you, Jonathan, he, uh, would take people in, um, who, I mean, mm-hmm. they, like some would consider them like, man, should they really be serving kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Um, and then just, uh, the Lord transformed them into just these amazing leaders. Um, what do you think is the main contributor to, uh, leadership development of that kind? Hmm. Yeah, I just think that we're called, we're called this, um, I heard a pastor once say that, um, good leaders see the most in people before anybody else does. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like seeing the best in people, calling them up higher and actually seeing that before. So when everybody else is counting those people out when everybody else is going, no, they, they, they're not cut out for lead. They're, they don't got the character and some of that may be true. You know what I mean? But like we're, we're called to actually build up to, uh, to kind of correct, to, to work with, to coach, um, to, and to lead those people into being, uh, the, the, the person that God's calling them to be. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's seeing more and it's seeing earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was in fourth grade, one of my core memories, my uh, fourth grade teacher, she came up to me and she said, Isaiah, I looked at your test scores, uh, at your math scores, and you know what? I think you're ready for fifth grade math. I think you're ready to skip a grade of math. Hmm. And um, 
I mean, that seems like such a small thing nowadays, but I remember that being such a critical moment in my life because it was the first uh, person, at least in my memory, to come up to me and say, hey, I'm calling you higher. I need, like, I see more in you than you even see in yourself. And I think think you're spot on where, like, sometimes even – us as individuals, we don't even see in ourselves uh, the leadership capabilities or um, whatever capabilities that we're able to achieve and the potential that we're able to have. And a lot of times we need those people in our lives to point that out in us and say, no, like this is this is who uh, I see you becoming kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Kind of just circle back. Um, as you've been uh, the youth pastor for about a year now, is that correct? Um, What has been kind of some key takeaways or some things that you're like, um, you're like, this is, uh, this is stuff that went well. This is stuff that I'm going to take with me um, kind of as learning experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, definitely first and foremost, just, so so thankful for um our leadership team um our our i'll say that again our volunteer leadership team which is like an absolute incredible group of people that have um come around students they've they've um really just kind of hopped on to really any vision that we've kind of casted and just like went and ran with it um they've surrounded they've i've they've surrounded me kind of, you know, figuring this thing out and, and taking my first couple steps. I've, I've, I've felt nothing but supported, but also in like the same ways, like, um, even corrected and, and, and coached, uh, in, in ways that they see that I wouldn't. Um, so, so, so happy and thankful that we have an incredible team that existed. Um, and I, I think that, uh, also having, and a familiar environment and team. Like I, I just didn't come in from another state and this is like the first time walking into the church and you know, the new youth pastor. And it's just like, I don't know anybody's name. I don't know anybody's kind of dynamic with friends. And like, I, I've been here for, for, um, a while, uh, 13 years since like sixth grade. Um, but then leading for like five years before this past year. So, um, so, so thankful for our team. Um, but then the key takeaways, man, I think it's, uh, I think it's so, so valuable. And this is true in really any kind of aspect of leadership to just be genuine, to just be authentic, to just be real. Like a couple, couple weeks ago, I, I, I've like referenced this sermon quite a few times over the last couple of weeks. And I don't know if I'll ever kind of forget it, but, um, I was trying to do an, uh, a sermon illustration and like uh, I was trying to do something about like our ups and downs. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're up and we're like, we're close to God and then we're like, we're down, we're, we're away. And it's just kind of like the ups and downs of Christianity and like living um, like almost on a roller coaster sometimes. And I went and go, went to go grab this yo-yo and I put this brand new string on it. Like, literally 30 minutes before the sermon and I was like, all right. Yeah. And, and I, I said like, Oh, I, I got this. I brought this yo-yo tonight and the whole room just focused in. I, I knew I had their attention. I was like, Oh, this is so sweet. They're going to, they're going to understand. They're going to know this is going to be a good illustration kind of thing. And then immediately the first throw just 
string broke. Yo-yo rolled across the entire floor and just like everybody's erupting laughing. But like, I think this is what the current generation is kind of like looking for more than a, um, a processed more than a, um, really manufactured synthetic kind of, uh, production. Um, they're looking for people to just be real and to be able to be like, Oh dude, messed up. Just like maybe I did in my speech in, you know, English classes past week kind of thing, you know, like I think students are looking for people that are relatable, that are honest, that are real, that are genuine. Um, and that's really, I think, carried us a long, long way um, over this last year, uh, just being uh, ready and willing to just be ourselves. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. I think um, it's really easy to walk into a church and try and put on a certain persona, um, kind of as like a, a Christian who is uh, like cr crosses the dots and or dots the i's crosses the t's kind of thing and um yeah. just is like oh yep following the bible kind of thing and yeah. and like it's that's good to follow the bible but it's also i think there's something important about just being like man i'm broken mm -hmm. and i am not perfect and uh I absolutely think, i think people are longing for that uh especially like with instagram and um yeah TikTok and and social media like being so fake yeah um, and this this is something that i i wanted to apply to this podcast was like i want this podcast to be something that is real that is authentic that we're not we're not cutting out any uh uh like we're not cutting out my ums because hmm. i want this to be raw i want this to be something where it's like nope this is us kind of thing you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah um but yeah can I say something about that too? Yeah. There's a, I'm, I'm like frantically scrolling on my phone right now looking for it, but um, I don't think I'll be able to find it. But I just, I saw this, um, this Instagram post recently and it was just talking about like the number one way that was a big, big text, number one way to reach Gen Z. And then, you know, you swiped and they just said like, just be you. The next one was like, Gen Z has good worship. They can find that elsewhere. They have great pastors, great, like, you know, sermons that they can look up on the YouTubes and it would be awesome. They, they have those. They have great studies that they can Google. They have great uh, content that they can Google. They have great um, apologetics that they can, you know, find on TikTok. But like the one thing that you will not find from the Internet that the church can offer, that a youth group can offer and actually us as individuals can offer is a real community. It was like the number one way that you can reach people in today's society, our culture now, is to just be real, to be somebody that's communal, to be somebody that's welcoming, to be somebody that's um, willing to hear others out, to um, to walk with, with you, you know what I mean? And not just this, oh, I'm trying my best to put on a great production and a, and a, and a great worship and this incredible message and I'll be honest, like, I struggle to even remember even some of my own sermons over the last couple yeah. months, you know, and like, um, 
but I do remember the the conversations that I've had and the late nights that I've s- sat with students with other leaders, and I remember those conversations. The way that we uh, they've made me feel, you know what I mean, yeah. and and the way that I felt even better walking away from them. Um, I really do think that's like apart from just church um, and being Christians, but just like us as leaders, us as human beings, like the best way to reach people is to reach people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. Um, last podcast I talked about like the importance of finding friends and stuff. And I kind of want to touch on that with you. Um, what, why is it so important, especially as Christians, but even just like as humans, like Mm -hmm. let's say, um, somebody listening to this isn't even a Christ follower there. Um, what's the importance of community? Why is it, uh, so important? What are the rewards from it? Uh, what do you get from it? Yeah, dude, it's huge. I can't stress that enough. Huge. Number one thing, like the the number one thing that um, I think spurs on our faith is obviously a relationship with Christ. Number two, I think it's a community to like actually walk this this out with. Um, there's some like uh, maybe some arguments of just like nope, I can get my I can get my God at home. I can get my Jesus on the internet. I can I can read at home, and that's that's true. But like, let's be real. Like that's only going to go so far. It, it really comes down to like the, the community that we surround ourselves with, um, building each other up, even just like, not just the serious, like, Oh, get in a small group and talk about all your problems. But like more like, uh, even the laughs, even the fun that we have, like tonight, um, actually in here in a little bit, we're going to go do, um, one of our high school small groups and we read the Bible for sometimes even like two hours straight. And then we'll play like an hour of video games and we're hanging out, we're having fun, eating pizza, soda, and, and we're, we're, we're gaming, you know what I mean? And like, uh, just to be able to have a group of people that not only builds each other up, uh, spiritually, um, knowledgeably about the Bible and how we should walk, but also be real, have fun, hang out and just be some guys being dudes, you know what I mean? Um, is is massive yeah so i think like definitely the top top things that you can do um to to walk out a life as a christian is definitely to have uh, a community around you and you talked about that last last week and yeah so, um, yeah um kind of to go off that community question and this is something that's interesting because uh we come from two different perspectives uh, my perspective, like yeah. right now I'm single. Um, mm-hmm. My phone number is uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, and you're married to yeah. um, your wife and you guys have been married for how many years? Uh, three and a half. <laughs> I think three and a half. Yeah. Um, what out of, so kind of now that you've been married. Yeah. Um, I, I know a lot of people listening to this are, either single or dating, um, what did you look for, um, not only in community, but now in a wife, Mm. um, what did you look for in a wife, um, before you married her? Um, yeah. What did I look for in a wife before I married her? Um, I think this is huge. And, um, 
you asked me to be on this podcast a couple days ago, actually, you know, probably a week ago now, but I've just been thinking about this over the last couple of days. Um, this thought, and I was like, I, I think I'm going to bring that to this, this podcast. But, um, what's crazy is that, uh, a lot of Christians, they will pray until like, it's like Jesus in the garden, I guess something like they're, 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 they're praying so hard that they're sweating blood. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Lord, Lord, bring me a wife. Lord, I want to, I want a wife that's, you know, blonde and, uh, you know, blue eyes, really, really pretty, um, is funny, you know, all a good smile, all that stuff. And like, we just pray, 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 Lord, bring me my spouse, bring me my husband, bring me my wife kind of thing. And we just keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. And there was a good season of, of that, of my life that did have a lot of that. And to be fair, like the intentions are okay with that. That's okay. That's all right. I think that God cares about that. And I think it's okay to pray that. But the biggest shift in my life and my walk actually was when I changed my Christianity, not to just like fit the mold for a wife or to change and better myself for a girl. But it, it, it the, the biggest shift was Lord, would you would you change me into the man that I need to be mm. to be even close to be able to sustain a woman yeah. of God? Yeah. Would you even would would you shape me? Would you strengthen me into a man of God that like is actually semi somewhat worthy into sustaining a a child of yours? You know what I mean? Like, so my my prayers were very quickly different from like, Lord, I'm just so lonely. Come on, like I want to go watch a movie with some girl. And and yeah. and to Lord, I need to work on my patience here. Mm. I need to work on my my discipline in this area. Lord, would you would you help shape me into the man that you know I want to be kind of me yeah. kind of thing and like um yeah yeah it's big the uh um a big part of dating advice that I heard was like uh man how do they say it it's like be the person that you're looking for is looking for yeah yeah that's what I was going to say yeah and I think that's like um uh, very practical as well mm -hmm. is, is like, um, I think we can get so caught up on this list of like, what do I want in a, in a wife? And I, th I think that's great. I think you need that of like, what do you want? Okay. Now flip it. Yeah. Can you become that person kind yeah. of thing? Because, um, like the person you you're looking for is looking for that person mm -hmm. as well. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so what are, what would you say are some important qualities that you had mm. to adopt as a man uh, yeah. before you were ready to get married? Yeah. Uh, it's tough, man. Yeah. Because even though you do try to work on some things, as soon as you get married, and it's like even different from just the dating scene, mm -hmm. but like dating engaged, as soon as you're married and you're actually waking up next to your wife every single day, you realize that you are cut open and flayed flayed wide you know what i mean like on the on a table kind of thing like every single thing like i didn't even know i had issues <laughs> you know, like like this big until i got yeah. married i'm just like oh wow like yeah. as soon as you have somebody next to you digging through all of your trash with you yeah you, you realize like oh wow yeah 
there is no hiding. There's, yeah. there's, there's no secrets. Yeah. There is, there's nothing kind of, um, in the dark when it comes to marriage and you realize like, Oh, I didn't even know I had that in the closet kind of thing. Yeah. But now like everything is opened up. Yeah. Everything is, yeah. is, is shown in that way. And so, um, yeah, definitely. Um, work on, on, I think a huge thing is, as a, as a man was, uh, like gentleness mm. and kindness yeah, and just being like soft hearted. Yeah. Uh, because you're walking with, with your wife and, and, and they're just definitely different creatures. Mm-hmm. And so being able to be, um, sensitive enough to, yeah. to, to hear them out, to walk with them, to love them, um, is is big and so uh yeah those are a couple of the things that i i I tried my best to work on and still am yeah yeah i totally understand that and that was something that um after i i broke up with this girl like that that was something that i kind of looked looked at too and i think that's very common for men uh of having to work on especially gentleness um Mm -hmm. because i think we are raised especially um, here in modern culture. Um, but I, th- I think even back in the day and, uh, whatever, yeah. like men are raised to like, to be like men, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's like men are hard. They, yeah. they are stoic. Um, and a lot of times it can be, uh, almost like not, uh, their primary nature to, kind of just take a deep breath and yeah. really try and treat somebody with kindness. Um, yeah. I think it can be really easy for a man to, um, kind of, uh, just, uh, treat a girl how they were mm-hmm. brought up, at least how I was brought up, which, which was like, suck it up, buttercup. Let's yeah. go. Come on. Yeah. Um, yep. and I think that, I think that kind of, uh, like, um, like, especially like I think of like when I was an athlete, um, or I still am an athlete, but, uh, especially like on high school sports teams and stuff, like all the coaches are like, come on, let's go. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, just very like straightforward. And, um, a lot of people would see that as almost like harsh, but that's just how, uh, you, you were coached. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then like, I remember going to, uh, even like a high school volleyball game or whatever. And you see, uh, the coaches there with the girls and mm-hmm. it's like, you're doing great. Like, <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm so proud of you yeah, for yeah, that yeah. hit kind of thing. And it's just a very different coaching style. Mm-hmm. Um, because one works for girls and one work for, works for guys. And so, yeah, being able to almost like rewire your brain and be yeah. like, Hey, I got, I've got to treat this yeah. uh, person differently because I think you're absolutely correct. Like men and diff or men and women are wired very differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's like, it's just evident, even the way that like you and I would hang out, you know what I mean? I would walk in, uh, you know, to the room to be like, sup Isaiah. Hey, I like your t-shirt. Does it come in adult size? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But like, uh, one of the biggest things that, uh, annoys Anna, my wife, um, you know, even like, it's like a daily kind of fight, but like, uh, if Anna will be like, Hey, Hey Preston, can you like take out the garbage please? And I'll just be, I'll, I'll stand up to go do it. I'm, I'm doing it, but I'll just be like, me, 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 
And she's like, she's like, she'll, she'll get so mad. She's like, do not mock me. You know what I mean? Like, and she'll, she'll come over and tickle me. She'll poke me. And I hate that. And it's, you know, it's a spiral from there, but, um, absolutely. In the way that you and I can just be like, sure, bro. Yeah. And just like pick on even the first words that come out of my mouth Mm -hmm. when I greet you kind of thing. And we're good. Um, it's just not the same way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, so, so learning to be gentle, kind, um, and that'll also take you a long way when it comes to, um, uh, serving others, just like, um, you know, whatever situation they're going through, even though we can't figure it out and we don't empathize in the same way, Mm -hmm. if we can be sensitive to what they're feeling, um, and pastor in a, a more efficient way like that, um, that'll take you a long way. Yeah, absolutely. I think of like, um, I lost my thought, but almost, or, okay, there it is. I found my thought again. Good. Uh, you told me one time that like when you're in relationships, all emotions are amplified. And I think that's absolutely correct of like, um, and I was thinking a little bit more about it. And the reality is, is like, if all emotions are amplified, that doesn't just mean the bad emotions. That uh-huh. also means like, or what we would see as the good emotions of like happy yeah. and like um, excited, those get amplified as well. But mm-hmm. that also means that I, I think the, the anger or the sad or, or the sadness or the resentment, like those mm-hmm. get imp- amplified. And um, I think, yeah, you, you think you're, uh, you think you're good and until you get put in that situation and then you're like, Oh man, yeah. I need to really take a step back and yeah, work on this. But yeah, yeah man, I get it. But what are we at time wise? 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Do you have any, uh, closing things to say? Not too much. Cool. But I would say this. Do you know that like when a short person waves at you, it's called a microwave? Oh my gosh. <laughs> get All it? Right. Do you like microwave? Like Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's that. Yeah. There's and I apologize the um to the people listening to this in advance. I messed up the audio, so I'm gonna have to go back and edit some of this stuff. But oh. It's fine. Well, it might be poor audio, but we'll be good. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking 30 minutes. Absolutely. I'm enjoying what you're doing, so keep doing it. All right. See you, bro. Bye.